Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. WEEI Celtics podcast powered by CLNS Radio. I am Jared Weiss and Sam Packer, my host, is with me. How are we doing, Sam? I'm doing fantastic. We got Jimmy James Toscano here before the Portland Trail Blazers game, and I'm excited. Okay, so Woo-hoo. Jimmy, CSNNE. What up? Co host of the Garden Report. This guy, this guy does everything that matters in this world. So We don't have enough time for the intro. Let's talk about Isaiah <laughs> Thomas. So Isaiah Thomas has been playing pretty freaking impressive lately. Uh, he makes the all-star team. Ta- drops that really, really beautiful bomb of that some all-star asked about how Boston is. Danny Who was goes it? on the radio, says, well, you know, Brad Stevens is a big draw. Isaiah Thomas is a big draw. But what has Isaiah Thomas done this year? This is a stupid question. What has Isaiah Thomas done this year to deserve that kind of reputation? I mean, we we watched all the games. We know exactly what he's done. I mean, he's taken this team to the next level. I think when we walk, when we we're all getting ready to watch this season. I mean, we're all talking about David Lee more than we were talking about Isaiah Thomas, if you can believe that. And Isaiah, he's really come on this year. I mean, he he is an all star. I think there's there's this there's this thing around the city right now where it's like, oh well, he he might be an all star, but he's not a good enough all star, or he's not he's not this. Like they're not going to win enough games because he's too short or this or that. He's, he's exact, you know, he was the best player available when they were looking for a player last year at the trade deadline, and that was a great trade, and I, I believe Suns GM Ryan McDonough even said, like, he would take that trade back if he could. So, it was I mean, a mistake. Yeah, it was a mistake, yeah. I mean, and that takes a lot of guts to say something like that, but it's the truth. I mean, you can't really deny it at that point. He gives his team toughness. He gives them energy. He, he's not just a shot chucker type score he's not like a Monte Ellis type guy I mean he really does get the players involved he's not gonna he's obviously not you know one of the top defenders on the team nobody but that's not his job and he knows that and Brad Stevens knows that they know that when they have them in there he's in there to score points I remember uh, yesterday at practice somebody asked Isaiah if he would maybe change his game a little bit uh, on Wednesday night against the Blazers to maybe try to stop Lillard and McCullum but sacrifice a little offense and he just looked at him and laughed he goes nah He's like, I'm just going to play my game the way I play it. And that's what they want him to do. What does Isaiah Thomas ever sacrifice his offense for any purpose? Exactly. So, I mean, I, I think he's playing well. For, he's playing great for them right now. And he is good enough to draw talent. I really do believe he is. And I believe Ainge, when he said that there were players asked, there were other stars. Obviously, there were stars there at the All-Star game. There were other stars asking him about Boston, picking his brain. Isaiah Thomas seems like a pretty likable guy. I mean, he's always got a smile on his face. His teammates love him. 
Uh, and I think I think players around the league are starting to are starting to really take notice about what this guy does. I think maybe he's buried in Phoenix a little bit. Obviously in Sacramento, Demarcus Cousins was the guy, and and there was a year, first year or two there where Thomas was really trying to prove that he belonged in the league. But he was barely barely even made the NBA draft. Now he's you know he's recognized as this star, and I think other players around the league are starting to take notice of that. I think there's two key points uh, with Isaiah. I think just making the All-Star team is a huge thing for his reputation. It's just you're in the locker room with all the East players. You're just actually talking to people. I think yeah. you mentioned that James and Mello and I think Russell Westbrook like, like went out, sought him out and just like talked to him, basically welcomed him to the club of elite players. So when you're in that club, you have a little more clout. People mm -hmm. actually want to come play with you. And I think the thing that's made him that much better this year is he's no longer – just a shooter or a scorer he's actually just a better playmaker we've seen right. there's some speculation that his wrist is still bothering him and he hasn't been shooting the most efficiently over the past couple of games but he still has ended up with 20 points because he's does an amazing job of getting the lane and his assists have been um much more impressive and he's much uh, better playmaker than i thought he was going into the season he's been distributing the ball so much better lately his passing ability has really shown and, I mean, he's always been a solid passer, but he's making – and it's not just that behind-the-head pass, but he's driving <laughs> – But that was awesome. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> but he's driving and kicking in ways that he hasn't really done before. His vision, his – and I think a big part of it basically is his understanding of the offense, memorizing every single segment of the offense, just playing with these guys for long enough that he's thrown a lot of passes where – guys aren't even there yet and he knows that they're there he never gets a look at them and we really saw that come into play where i forget what part of the game it was in the last game um against the jazz and he threw a beautiful pass to nobody in the corner and there's no one there and you, like, you, knew, there. you knew that there's <laughs> that, that like, he knew what the play was and he knew someone was supposed to be in there but i think i think it might have been crowder to roll to the top of the key but that that kind of stuff really shows why their offense has been so much better lately because not only are guys shooting well again after they had that really bad slump back in december but guys like Thomas, they have such a they, – they're so much more in sync with how the offense is working that a lot of the plays are making themselves. Right, and I think Celtics fans, they, they grow so accustomed to watching Rondo play over the last however many years, you know, five or six years at the top of his game here in Boston, and those assists and those passes that he makes. Obviously, Thomas isn't a Rajon Rondo. I mean, Rondo's leading the league in assists right now. But Thomas gives you more than what Rondo can give you. I mean, what Rondo would do sometimes would – would you know he'd blow up a play holding the ball long enough or you know working too hard for the pass and and teams would play off him cheat off him all the time Isaiah's, Isaiah Thomas you obviously can't do that I've definitely been impressed with his passing ability I think that's the second most thing I've been impressed with the first is his, abil his ability to finish in the lane I mean I still sometimes I just don't understand how he can finish those shots I mean when we see him going driving to the hoop with Rudy Gobert standing there and he somehow goes up and under him somehow or whatever it may be but, yes, those passes that he makes, he's, de he's definitely getting players involved. It just doesn't make sense, and I don't see how he actually practices that because you can't really practice the presence of a eight-footer doing random jumps. But right. he has just an innate ability to kind of spin the ball off the backboard. Another reason he's playing well is because he kind of plays within the team system, and you can kind of tell when the Celtics are playing well when they have six or seven guys in double figures. And the player who's really kind of stepped up for the Celtics and allowed them to go in this long I'm not going to say winning streak, but prolonged winning throughout the season, is Jay Crowder. We saw a Chris Forsberg article today from ESPN.com saying that Crowder is actually five of six in um, shots under a minute left to put the uh, team ahead. This one, game I, tying or game winning, I believe. Yeah, shots. and that's um, in the highest percentage of anyone in the league. That's something I did not see coming, especially from a guy who shot 29% from three last year. <laughs> 
What's most impressed you about kind of Crowder's game, especially his development on the offensive end? It's his toughness. I think he. I think when you think about the Boston Celtics now, you think about a team that really like they give it their all out there. They're tough. They're in your face. They're they're gonna play for 48 minutes. I would say most of the time. There's been a couple of games this year where maybe they haven't, but most of the time, I think opponents come in here and they see the Celtics and they're like, ah, like this is you know. I, these guys You're are gonna, gonna have to try to think. Yeah, these guys are gonna be all up in my face. Crowder, he I think Crowder's the best the best two way player on the team. And I don't think that's even really a question. I think what what he gives you on both ends and it's it's the the defense I'm not surprised about. When when beginning of the year start, one of my predictions that we had to make was we just had to make some selfish predictions. I predicted that he'd make one of the all defense teams. Now not obviously not first team, but I I put his defense up there. But his defense is translating to offense now, and he, you know, he's not even, not only is he getting stops at defensive end, but in transition, sometimes he might be the trailer, sometimes he might be the, you know, the facilitator, and they're looking to him. That's the big thing now. When they traded for him last year, it was like it, it was like who's Jay Crowder? It really was just like who is this Jay Crowder guy? You didn't think twice about it. Then it became wow, Jay Crowder might be better than Jeff Green. Like I want to see Jeff, I want to see Jeff Green on the bench. I want to see Jay Crowder on the game because he was actually playing hard. I remember a couple of games I watched where it didn't look like Jeff Green was really playing that hard. And they put Jay... Couple, Wait, Jeff Green? Games. Yeah, Jeff <laughs> only, Green. Only a couple games you watched? Well, well, I'm sure he was real cheery in the locker room afterwards, right. too. Right, well, I'm trying to be... I guess I'm trying to be... Uh, I'm, I'm trying to be a little nice, I guess. But the point is, when Crowder was on the court, comparatively speaking to Jeff Green, you could see the difference. You could see Crowder really wanting to give it 110% out there. And that hasn't stopped. And now it's translating to the offensive end where, where they're actually looking at him late in games and you want him taking those shots. What I don't understand about Crowder is how he gets to the line as much as he does and his ability to attack the basket. Because he's going to catch the ball on the right elbow, and he's going to drive right. And it seems every single time, at least people who have been watching the team this whole year, we know what's happening, but defenses haven't really seemed to adjust. And he has a, a kind of crazy ability to draw contact hmm. that uh, I can't really compare to anyone else because it's not as the same as James Harden. It's not as like... A t like downhill attacking the basket, but somehow he just knows the instant moment when to throw the ball up, and it's really added to those point totals this year. Mark D'Amico, somebody tweeted Mark D'Amico, I believe, a couple days ago, is Jay Crowder, I don't know the exact wording, but comparing Crowder to um, Kawhi Leonard in ways. Do you guys I see mean, that he, at all? There, there are definitely ways in which they're similar. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, Kawhi moves with a lot more fluidity, yeah. more body control, but that's something that Jay's made a a very big improvement on this year. Um, I mean, I think Crowder's probably just kind of a lesser able, poor, I don't want to use the term poor man's because that's not really fair, but right. version of Leonard. Leonard just does all those things that uh, Jay can do, but just with more fluidity, more body control. His touch is better from everywhere on the court. I mean, Kawhi can take any shot imaginable pretty mm -hmm. much. Um, and then defensively, I mean, Crowder can do almost everything that I Kawhi feel like Crowder can, can also guard bigger guys. I'm just, yeah. I don't know. Oh, I don't think of Kawhi Leonard as uh, like guarding up a position, but he probably could. But he, oh, he does once in a while. Not a th but they don't need him to as much as the Celtics need Crowder to do it. Right. But Kawhi definitely can. But Crowder is a lot uh, thicker and, and more powerful than Kawhi is. And that's another another thing about you know having Crowder. Stevens likes to play small ball, and he couldn't do that half as effective if Crowder wasn't out there for those. For those times where he does go to the small ball, and they're doing it more and more as the playoffs get closer, and they're right. finding. And I actually asked Jay about this after the last game: is how comfortable does he feel defending uh, big guys at the four? Because he had to go up against. I mean, Utah had so many good big guys. Mm -hmm. Lyles had a big game. Favors was really good. And he's starting in the beginning of the year. He was struggling with that good 
post-scoring forwards would just take him off the dribble and they'd score on him because he kept finding himself in no man's land trying to rotate in the pivot, stuff like that. But he's he's kind of learned how to do that better this year, and he's learned how to put his body on guys much better. And as the year has gone on, he's gotten a lot more effective defensively, playing more in the low post. Where would Crowder rank for you? I mean, I, I know you can't list him on the top of your head, but most imp- uh, most improved player? I mean, I think he's, he's going to be in the conversation. He's got to be in the top three or four. I mean, I think the most improved player – could be uh, somebody who's playing against the Celtics tonight, C.J. McCollum. He might actually win the award, but I think right. the most improved player might be Steph Curry. Yeah, like, I'm not giving t- you that. I'm not giving He's you that. He's not going to win it, and he, you're never going to give that to the reigning MVP, but to see his numbers after winning MVP season, it's absolutely absurd. I actually <laughs> uh, ran into Mike Zarin at a BC uh, game the other day, and I asked him the same question about Jay Crowder, most improved, and he said Steph Curry, and I had never thought about it until then. I was like, all right, Mike Zarin. I don't know. Sly I mean, that, I mean Steph Curry's gonna get—he's gonna win the MVP. Oh, he's so, not gonna win the award, but in terms of like right. percentage of game improved, you might say Steph Curry. Well, that's like saying—I mean, Steph Curry's obviously having an amazing season, but he had a pretty darn good season last year. I think percentage-wise, using percentage-wise, he's that much better still. I don't know. I, I, I once I said that, I kind of <laughs> regret letting it slip. Well, I think Curry would definitely deserve it if it weren't for McCullough, the way that he's gone from being like an okay bench player to a near all-star this year. Yeah. I think that if you want to look at the percentage change, it's like McCullough is like 70% better. While Curry is like 60% better. But you cannot really, there's no possible way to really appreciate, uh, to describe in words how much better Curry is than last year. And he was right. incredible last year. But right. this year, last year was just like, wow, he's fen- phenomenal. He's really taking over the game to this year. It, He's playing at he's playing at a level that we see like we saw MJ play for one year we saw Kobe do it for a year we saw Bird do it for a year he's at the he's at the point where it's like he's just throwing up jokes and they're going yeah. in that half like that forty footer against the Thunder that shot was absurd he, and he did it so casually I mean the stuff like that is that's that's stuff I, dreams he's playing so awesome that people are starting to wonder if they should move the three point line back now <laughs> so should they no of course not I don't think so you get to Keep the game the way it is. I think I don't think anyone's complaining about where the three-point line so is. So the argument I heard about it is not about players like Steph or p- players who can actually make uh, the deeper threes. It's more players like Kevin Love and Jared Sollinger who have a mid-range game and are actually very skilled on the block. But they have, because of the way the value of the three now, they're forced to step out and they're making it just. It's too easy to make a three. Players are too good. So basically. The point of moving that out would be basically to return the power forward so there's actually more low post play. And so the elite three-point shooters, it really wouldn't affect them, but it would basically make return basketball to more of a inside-outside game. And that's interesting. You but know, I don't know if we're there yet. You know, the thing is, though, on average, players' vertical leap has gotten a few inches higher now. But there's no Raise really, the rim! It's Yeah, no one's ever really uh, as said. I actually really want them to inches. lower the rim in the WNBA. <laughs> Because the, I need, I want to see some ladies dunk. I mean, there a lot more cool. women are dunking the WNBA now. It used to be pretty rare, but so many six-five women have become much better uh, basketball players. That the same thing with the NBA. It's like now there's way more six-ten guys that are really good ball handlers, mm-hmm. and that the Paul George, Kevin Durant prototype is now like a normal thing, pretty much. And now there's so many six-ten and seven-footers that can shoot the ball better from the outside. It's the game most revolutions. I don't believe in moving the three-point line. I think if they got, if, if it got to the point that everybody, if like 
the league leader is shooting like sixty five percent from the three point line, then maybe I would think him. But, but right. there's there's still a pretty good degree of difficulty with the three ball. Yeah, and then I mean, I I this would never happen. But some people are throwing out like oh four point plays and you know all this junk, and it's just what is this? What is this NBA Jam? Like <laughs> just keep the game. How about speaking. If, if you score three baskets in a row, you're able to jump 45 yeah. feet and your, <laughs> yeah, your shoes yeah. catch fire. I'm like, all yeah. for that. I'm all for more players being on fire. I think that's uh, adds for the game. More heat checks? Yeah. All right, we're going to get out of here. We have to go. Brad is about to talk we'll get on this. The Celtics are 36-25 and 25 right now. Okay, yeah. 21 games left. Can they win 50? They have to win, go 14-7. and seven. They have a pretty tough schedule, though. They play the Trailblazers twice, the Raptors twice, they still got games against the Cavs, the Thunder, the Warriors, and some tough middle teams in there like the Heat Clippers. and the Hawks. Clippers as well. Can they go 14-7 and seven, uh, I'm the saying the no. I'm saying no, they can't. I don't think they can. That's, that's tough. That's a tough schedule. I, I looked at the schedule and all those, all those teams you just named, plus some other like still tough ones like you still got the Pacers, you still got you know, the Magic will give you a tough time. They already beat the Celtics you know, in the middle of their awful losing skid. It's not easy to go 14 and 7. I mean, any, any, you know, that's 660 percent, whatever the heck it is. That's not to say they're having a bad season. I mean, I don't, I don't think if they if they get 50 wins, I don't think that's like, oh wow, what a what a, you know, bummer that is. I think they'll end up with about, you know, if they end up with 46 wins, something like that. Wait, 46 is kind of a low. That's a low ball guess. 46, there. 47. Yeah, but I, I think they could do it. Maybe 14, four, fine, 40, 48, 48. I mean, if they fourteen and seven is basically they lose all the games to the to teams that are like better than them on this stretch run, and then they win and all they, the games. And, that they they aren't. and then and I think they would have They've to drop some, one or two from like a team that's they have evenly matched. They've dropped some bad games. This yeah, year. that's true. But they also, I mean, they had they stole that win in Cleveland. That was like the crazy one. It's right. almost as if they happened. have to play the games, and you can't just look at the schedule and go win, loss, win, loss, like you were right. uh, Mike and the Mag Dog. Well, There's, I can guarantee you, nobody in the in the Celtics locker room is just looking ahead at the schedule, saying, "Oh, can we win 50?" Well, they all think they're going to go 21 and 0. So what does it <laughs> we'll have to ask them. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll get some. I'll ask. E- I'll ask ET right I'm now. Saying, can, I'm saying. I'm saying slightly under 50. All right, that'll do it. Sam, thank you. Jimmy, beautiful. Just perfect podcasting. Yeah, well done. I really like your socks too. I figured yeah. that. Oh yeah. You can't see him, but he's wearing. I actually have those exact same ones. Happy socks, right? Wore my podcast socks today. Those are, those are classy. Yeah. All right, we're gonna get out of here. My socks don't even match. So you subscribe to us on iTunes on. while they talk about socks. Subscribe on Stitcher. Go to wei.com and clnsradio.com to listen to the show as well. Subscribe in real life. We'll come sit on your living room couch and we'll just we'll banter about random Celtics crap. That even that. I'll just ask you how your day's doing. I'll probably ask for like a snack. Well, everybody, have a nice day. Grab a sack. Grab a snack. Whoa. Grab a sack too. Charles. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get out of here. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. 
Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.